When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Chapters 35 through 39. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. (laughs) It's episode nine. Like Sarah said, we're doing chapters 35 through 39, Mm -hmm. and I don't have a title for this one yet, so let's figure that one out (laughs) as we go. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. This was a fun bunch of chapters. This was an intense bunch of chapters. Yeah, I say fun just as in like, whoa, things are happening. Um, okay, so chapter 35 summary for me, neutral feeling. Yeah. I put Feyre continues her search for the book of breathing because we're still in the summer court. Yes. So what were your first thoughts? Um, so I'm just impressed with Feyre's quickly learned abilities to break into somebody else's mind. That was kind of my first impression of this chapter and that someone that she's able to break into's mind is a high Lord. Yeah. She is a natural learner. Yes. I feel like. So I was just, that was my kind of initial thought, impression mm-hmm. of her. I loved in this chapter the, like, I'm starting to see Feyre shift yeah. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it's just very exciting. Yes. So at the start of this, she's, like, walking around and exploring Adriata. Mm-hmm. And it just, what really struck me, specifically around her mindset shifting. Yep is she's seeing she's seeing the city that has you know taken the brunt of amarantha's uh destruction and mm-hmm. people who are scarred and have lost their limbs and yeah. all of this insanity and she goes uh there were scars and missing limbs on more than i could count but in their eyes in their eyes light gleamed i had saved them to freed them from whatever horrors had occurred during those five decades i had done a terrible thing to save them but I had saved them, and it would never be enough to atone, but I did not feel quite so heavy despite not finding a glimmer of the book's presence. And so it's just... I know. She was so mean to herself the first half of this Yes. Book. And we're like, we're coming out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like that transition of, yes, you killed somebody, but... I know. And also just the way she was treating people initially in Valaris. Exactly. She was, not rude to them, but she was very hateful towards them. Yeah. And seeing these people in Adriata, she doesn't think that way. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see her perspective changing. Yeah. So as she's kind of wandering out, the tide's out, and Farah makes out a small building. Ooh. That's kind of, I don't, 
I don't know, like a shed-ish type thing that's like kind of far out. Mm -hmm. And she was only able to see it because she was so high up, like walking back towards the castle. Yeah, it's wild how it's like at a specific time in a specific place. Mm -hmm. That's when she sees it. Yep. And she slyly mentions this at dinner to Tarquin. I was very impressed with how she kind of finagled that one into the conversation. It was very smooth. Yes. Um, and he looks at Crusada, which was confirmation enough to Farah that this was where the book was hidden. Yep. So, so she's figured it out. Look at her, bloodhound. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she starts to get, like, nervous, right? She's like, oh, right. I wonder if, like, Tarquin is, like, noticed that, etc." Mm-hmm. And this is when she slips into his mind. Yeah. And she doesn't. This is the even crazier part. She doesn't just slip into his mind and read his thoughts, which she does, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's like, why does she ask about the temple, of all the things to bring up? Why did they want to come here so badly? She starts changing his thoughts. Yes. Like, pushes her thoughts in over, like, compared it to, like, I sent my thoughts washing over his. Right. And to break into his mind, she acts like she is his mind. Yes. Which is... Clever. Clever, creepy, crazy. Clever, creepy, crazy. (laughs) Is that the title of this episode? I can go with that. <laughs> um, but yes, but then she starts putting her own thoughts into his mind, mm-hmm. overpowering his own thoughts. And I'm like, how powerful are her thoughts that she's able to overpower him in his own mind? I know. She's like, she's harmless. She's kind and sad and broken. You saw her with your people. You saw how she treated them, how she treats you. Amarantha did not break that kindness. Like, mm-hmm. mm, sneaky. I know, Vera. Come on impressive i know and so she kind of like redirects and was like hey can you like take me to the mainland tomorrow like nowhere near that other right. building mm-hmm. and he agrees and hopefully distraction has been implemented right but it was clever it's very clever so after dinner back in her room yes um she finds out obviously that reese took care of varian and crusada's mind at dinner yes as well um, but he even admits, he's like, what a fast learner you are. It takes most Daymati years to master that sort of infiltration. Right. And she said, it doesn't feel right. He said, it never does, or it shouldn't. Far too many Daymati? Daymati, uh, I think. Mati lose that sense. But here tonight, the benefits outweighed the cost. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I get what he's saying. It's slightly justified, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I know she wants to ask him about the book. But... I know. They're like, because it's, like she said before, like, they want to be friends. He wants to be friends. Right. Would they just give it? Mm-hmm. But I think Feyre even noted, like, when she mentioned that particular building, like... The way they diverted it. The way they it. diverted it and looked at each other, she's like... There's no way. I don't think they would have. No. Which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So they basically plan to make their attempt tomorrow night and use tonight to track the guards' movements mm-hmm. and figure out rotations and, like, the tide schedule and everything. Yeah. And when Feyre says that, Reese um, replies, like, you think like an Illyrian. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we're starting to see that, like, strategic hunter yeah. almost side of her turning on as well. She's like, we'll do this and then that. She's just, like, slowly coming alive again. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I forgot to mention in this chapter, which kind of was, like, happening in the background Amran and Varian. Mm-hmm. They're like, <laughs> Varian is, they're playing this like cat and mouse game. Yes. And it's really funny. It's just kind of like casually in the background of all of these scenes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, Amran, you're having too much fun with this. I know. <sighs> all right. Anything else for chapter 35? No. All right. Yeah. It's setting the rest of this I up. I know. 
All right, so 36. This was a yikes chapter for yep. me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put Reese, Feyre, and Amran attempt to retrieve the Book of Breathing. Mm-hmm. What were your first thoughts? Feyre and Amran are pretty brave. They're very brave. <laughs> so initially, it didn't seem to me like it was going to be that big of a deal to break into this little shack out in the middle of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but the deeper they go in, the more anxious I'm like getting as I'm reading yes. this. And by the end, I'm freaking out for Feyre and Amran. I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm like, get out, get out. Oh my gosh, it definitely was like the anticipation. I know. And also, I was like, Reese got off so easy on this one. So easy. So easy. These powerful women. Such a punk. So, Farah basically endures the day with Tarquin. And she, yes. you can tell she's just wants it to be nighttime so they can get this over with. I know. Um, but, you know, they go wandering through the city and he tries the fish that, you know, she yeah. talked about, which is nice. It just seems like it's, like, a nice day with a friend. I know. Which is why she put, and when Tarquin kissed my cheek goodnight, saying he wished that it was not my last evening, and perhaps he would see about visiting the night court soon, I almost fell to my knees to beg his forgiveness. Cause I'm, and I'm like, same. I I'm know. Like, Poor guy. Poor yeah. guy. I know. You're about to be robbed. You're about to be robbed. <laughs> but it's one of those things where he is, he is a new high lord. Yeah. And so, like, in a way, they're taking advantage of that a little bit. Like, I don't think, yeah. like, if this was, like, the autumn court with Baron. Right. Like, he wouldn't take his eyes off them or trust no. them lick. Whether, you know, whether it was, like, the night court or not, right? It's, mm-hmm. like, I feel like most seasoned High Lords tend to be more, I don't know, cautious and untrusting. Yeah, for sure. And so it's sad that Tarquin is so trusting. I know. And they've taken advantage of it. I know. Poor guy. But um, she returns. I loved this. It says, I went to my room and found Illyrian fighting leathers waiting for me, along with that belt of Illyrian knives. So I dressed for battle once again. I know. Ah! Fighter Farah. I know. I love it. Okay. So Amran and Farah go into this little building. Yep. And she can sense the book. And my thoughts are, this book must be so powerful because she she feels it and realizes it's below them and so they're digging up all this mud and there's a lead door which apparently can like basically it preserves what's below it and it blocks out some of the power i guess is kind of what they're saying so i'm like if you can feel it above this lead door how powerful is Mm -hmm. this book yeah and it's already like so when I read this, I was nervous because it said, like, they used to line the sarcophagi of the great rulers with it because they thought they'd one day awaken. Mm-hmm. Part of me was like, okay, so they're trying to preserve their dead rulers. But part of me was also like, does it stop powers from happening? Like, does mm. it, like, cut off magic? Yeah. Because it's like, what if you have an evil ruler that, like, and you were, yeah. maybe it's like, you thought they'd one day awaken and you were terrified. So, like... I was I was nervous going into this, and then mm-hmm. we kind of see that exact thing basically happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to break in, I thought this was really interesting. She says, "I became every smile in regards to Tarquin. I became yeah. every smile he had given me. Became the crystalline blue of his eyes, the brown of his skin. I felt my own skin shift. Felt my bones stretch and change until I was him. And it was a set of male hands." Um, now, that I now possessed, now pushed against the door, until the essence of me became what I had tasted in that inner mental shield of his, sea and sun and brine, 
I did not give myself a moment to think of what power I might have just used. Did not allow any part of me that wasn't Tarquin to shine through. I'm like, what? She, like, shapeshifted. Into a person. I wonder if it was just the hands, though. I thought the way it was reading that it was, like, she changed into him. I mean, it might be. I was, what? That's really wild. I was like, that is not a power that anybody gave you. I mean, I think it's, I was reading into that being Tamlin's. I can't imagine turning into another. he's a shapeshifter. I know, but turning into another person? Yeah, it's next level. It's next level. That's really, because it might be the combination of like Tamlin's power and her already possessing that like Tarquin, essence of Tarquin yeah. via the drop of power that he gave her. I don't know. And I never realized, so this is like the third time I've read this book. Yep. I never noticed that she actually turned into him when I read it the first or second time. I just like thought that it was like an emotional mental thing. A mental thing. And then I was like, wait, no, yep. she, her hands were his hands. Ooh. Ugh weird very just, weird and you, Amarin's sitting right there like uh what well it's just like, like staring Amarin's at her face had gone paler than usual and you're like okay even she's freaked out yeah this is not normal <laughs> so i just thought that was really an interesting use of power to get to break in yep but she needed to that was the only way it recognized her basically yep. as tarquin to let let him slash her in yep Oh, and you know what? You are totally right that she it was the whole body. I initially read that and thought hands, but there's another point where she keeps saying she opened a different door. Mm-hmm. She was like, I am summer, I am summer, I am summer. It says, I didn't shift into Tarquin this time. I didn't need to. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that was a full shift. I pictured just hands. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Weird. Very yeah, weird. so they go through that door that's below them, and then yep. they're walking down this, like, set of winding stairs mm-hmm. and then across a hallway – and that's where she goes through the other door, which she doesn't yeah. have to fully convert to Tamlin or to Tarquin. Yeah. Um, and on a side note, mm-hmm. winding staircases creep me out. I have it's you know two it's going to be bad. Conflicting feelings because if it's like if it's a winding staircase going down, you're like, oh shit. Yep. But if it's a winding staircase going up, it's like I'm romantic. Like, well, yeah, exactly. I don't know why. I don't know why either. <laughs> but I have very distinct feelings on winding staircases on what direction you're going. <laughs> it's very true. I never thought about that, but that is so true. Right? Yes. Oh, oh so funny. Um, and they, but they see a small lead box in well, this so, chamber. I just want to point out before they go through, or as they're going through this second door, mm-hmm. um, my thought is this has got to be bad because Amarin, she says, nasty, nasty lock. Mm. And for Amarin, Amarin's just like this weird, powerful creature that we don't really know. Yeah. So when Amarin makes weird comments like that, yeah. I feel uncomfortable it's like if Amarin's nervous I'm nervous yep mm-hmm. exactly. so but so they get get through that and then there's this yeah box and Amarin keeps saying things that you you can tell she is she's like um let's be quick about it she's, she's just like we I want to get out of here ASAP right and so Farrah goes to grab this box and she's trying to convince it that she's Tarquin again yeah and it says an ancient cruel voice hissed liar and then the door what? slams shut I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. The like I am oh. picturing I'm picturing the silence. Yes. And then I'm picturing liar. Like that's what I'm I know. picturing. And then an instant like door yep. slam. Oh my gosh. Ooh. It's like every horror movie. That's exactly what it is. <sighs> yeah. So and that's where the chapter ends. That's where the chapter ends. So yikes is appropriate on yikes. that one. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Let's dive into 37. Like, <laughs> we got we got more yikes in 37 though. Yes. Um, although like 
some cool parts too. Yeah. Um, so I put Amran and Feyre retrieve the book. Spoiler. Um, but <laughs> not without some hiccups and a surprise rescue. Yes. What were your first thoughts? So this is not how I thought this chapter was going to go. Nope. Not at all. Um, <laughs> never did I really ever expect the kind like the kind deed that Farah did from so early on in this book it to just, ever actually come back and mean anything. It gives me chills. It's one because it was one of those things that I thought this was just Farah having a beautiful human heart, and we yes. were just seeing this and witnessing how hard it was for her, so that we could relate to her when she was, you know, suffering yeah. as a human, and Lucian was able to relate to her right. and all that. Showcasing her difficult transition into fairy right. mindset. So there was great reason for it then, but it all comes back. Full circle. Full freaking circle. I love it. I was so surprised, and it made me super happy. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, where I'm like, this author. Mm-hmm. This She's so intentional. Author. She's so intentional. So good. Like, nothing... Not, nothing just happens. No. For no reason. Mm-hmm. So, like, if listeners, if this is your first time reading this series, like, I think we've said this before, mm-hmm. you literally just need to pay attention to everything. Right. <laughs> like, everything. This is not, Sarah and I were talking about, like, certain books that you're, like, you, like, skim read, mm-hmm. right? This is not. No, you pay attention when you read. One of those books. <laughs> which is, like part of me is like Alex it's a fantasy book and I'm just like no no this is a masterful like work of art it is everything is so well interwoven so it's just like that moment where the water rays show up I'm just like ah I know yes pure joy pure surprise I was so surprised the first time I read yes this. I was like wait what like head turned like, I know what? spoiler total Whiplash. spoiler I was <laughs> yep. so shocked when I read that oh my goodness okay but to get there okay yes. so Amran uses some type of weird voodoo-y magic yes. to get the door back open. Yes. Um, and as she does, the water just comes storming in on them. So what we didn't say in the last chapter, when they go into this room with the box, the mm-hmm. water was kind of like held at the door. Yeah. Almost like this like glass wall. And so now that Amran's opened the door, water mm-hmm. is coming back in full force. But also, like, it said, like, so Amran holds that door open, and then once Feyre gets through says um Aaron slipped uh, around the threshold just as the door rolled shut again so violently that I wondered at the power she'd used to push it back and you're like how I mean we know she's powerful but like we're starting to actually like see demonstrations of that power these two chapters we really see Aaron's power and it just makes me believe that she's definitely not Faye yeah (laughs) she's she's (laughs) otherworldly she really is so, but quick teamwork, Amran gets on Farah's back and the two of them use their, which, which I, I was like, shouldn't, shouldn't Farah get on Amran's back? I'm thinking Amran's the more powerful one. But I think Amran A is pe- more petite. <laughs> I, I guess. I picture her as more petite. And then also like her hands are now free to like use her power. I guess. And Farah's just moving her. I don't know. I don't know. I was confused. I just but assumed maybe they just that... didn't want to lose each other either. I don't know. So she's piggybacking on top of Farah, mm-hmm. and the two of them are using their magic against this like onslaught of water. Yes. Um, and I'm like, where's Reese? And Farah even is like, where is Reese? Exactly. And she's drowning. Yes. So the final door, so they get through that first door, and then the one that was above them, which yeah. is what was at the top of the spiral staircase, that one closes, yep. sealing them in. And they're down to their final breaths. Yeah. Oh, the door is torn away, and they are rescued by three water wraiths. 
which Ooh. that was obviously a shock. And I'm like, where the heck did they come from? How did they know Pharaoh was in trouble? How did yes. they know anybody was in this creepy old shack? Mm-hmm. All these questions, which we don't find answers to. All the questions. But that's okay. I'm I'm just here for the fact that they saved them. That's yes. great. Like, I wonder, though, if it's like she did that thing. Mm-hmm. And it was so shocking that she wanted nothing. Yeah. That I almost imagined them all in a way like talking about it. I'm Being sure. Like, did she, like the, the the spring court like mm-hmm. mistress did this blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then I even wonder if it's like the water rates have been watching her while she's at the summer court. They like, must oh, have. She's, she's here. Because I feel like. like what else is she going to do? Like just yeah, kind of observing. I don't know. Like I wonder if like they themselves are just like confused and intrigued by her maybe because otherwise i was like how did they know she was here how did they know she was trapped yeah also like do they live in these waters or do they swim from really far away like i feel like i've seen mermaid movies where they like (laughs) travel at like the speed of light through the water i don't know i know there were so many questions and we don't get answers but that's okay yeah we don't (laughs) it's okay maybe we'll learn more about water rates later on yes but they so they take them to the service and they almost like throw them i know like out of the water and then pound on their chest to get the water out of them. Yeah. And they say, our sister's debt is paid. Which is funny because it's like, there was no, in a theory, like to Feyre, there was no debt. No. But to them. But they just like could not get past the idea of it. No. Which obviously is, we're grateful for. Feyre's yes. alive. Oh, Amarin's well, yeah. alive. Yes. But it's just crazy that her just giving the jewelry for the tithe is what set Save all this up. Life. I know. So cool. This is why we should be nice people. We should. Karma mm-hmm. is a thing. So Resand finds them now that they're above water. Right. <laughs> and he's like, what are you two doing? Yes. As <laughs> like, if they were the ones that, you know, were messing yeah. things up. I think even Aaron was like, where the hell were you? Exactly. And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I know. And he's like, well, I was taking care of the... The guards, and he's like, I didn't yeah. get to all of them, basically. Which I was like, you have so much power. Shouldn't you just, can't you just, I don't know, mind spread to all the surrounding well, I, guards? At some point he says that. He's yeah. like, I, I done messed up. Yeah, basically. When they're back <laughs> at the townhouse, I know he apologizes. He's like, I forgot about my mental powers. I was just using my Illyrian like, fighting how things. How do you forget about that? I was like, wouldn't it be the opposite? I would have, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but he winnows them away immediately, yes. takes them back to the townhouse. Yes. And apparently, like, he could not sense them at all under the water. Like, no. that was the problem. Right. Which is, like, the magic must have been, like, whoop. What, like, what you were talking about, the sarcophagi yeah. kind of nullifies everything. Yes. Keeps it locked in, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So, once they get back to the townhouse... Amarin's like, what happened? Well, I love how, I feel like this is the second time in this book we've made like surprise appearances in the townhouse. Right. And everyone's around there and they're like, mouth agape. What? What? what like, why? Why are you dripping wet? The Weaver was the other time this happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Farah starts explaining about the tithe and Amarin just starts cracking up. And I love the reaction because, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about when we were going through the tithe chapters how. Everybody in the spring court was, like, guarding their jewels. They were so hesitant to be around these water wraiths. Mm -hmm. And Farrah just gives them so willingly her expensive jewelry. And everybody thought she was crazy. And Amarin's like, you (laughs) were crazy. Like, only an immortal with a human heart would have done something, like, this dumb, basically. But it saved their life. So, you know. I just, I love it. And I love that they're both, like, just laughing together. I know. And Rhysand and everyone's like, can we 
have an explanation. Right. And they're just like, I imagine them like soaking wet on the floor, just like rolling around and like laughing and then looking at each other and then laughing again. Because it's a, it's a fear. It's like yes. the release. There's that release of like endorphins probably. Yes. Like, oh God, we're okay. Because mm-hmm. that was scary. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They thought they were about to die. Oh my goodness. Oh, so Farah tells them a little bit what happened and then they want her to open the box. Reese yes. is like, I need you to open this before you do anything else. Yes. So she opens the box and it's very odd. It's creepy. So it says, hello, liar. It purred. Hello, I said softly. It says, will you read me? No. Open, I said silently. Say please. Please, I said. Like calls to like. Open, I gritted out. Unmade and made. Made and unmade. That is the cycle. Like calls to like. Curse breaker. It called to me and the box clicked open. What a weird. Yes. Like interaction. What a weird convo. I guess it's a conversation. What I picked out was that it called her curse breaker. It knows who she is. Which how 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 does this book know? How does this book know who she is? Or the box. It's it's the box that knows. That's true. It's the well. I'm assuming it's the The book book talking through the box. Yeah. Like yes. Like how how does that know what she? It's just been under there. I know for God knows how long. That is so weird. Right? Yeah, and Cassian's like, I hope I never have to hear this voice again. <laughs> Which probably, understandably so. Yep. But the they take the book out, and it's not what we think of as a traditional book. Yeah. It's like these, it, there's what, like gold, bronze, silver? Yeah, like, dark metal plates bound mm-hmm. on three rings of gold, silver, and bronze. Mm-hmm. And the words are carved in. Right. And it's not English. Yeah. Which, on a side note, I 100% pictured it as a regular book the first time I read this. So rereading this, I was like, oh, no. No. Not at all. Not a book. (laughs) Not a typical book. It's in Lashon Hakadesh. The Holy Tongue. It's a language that's not of this world. No. Which, again, you're like, "Uh? Mm -hmm. huh? Question, question. Question, question. But Reese assumes that Amran would be able to read it. Right. Because we know Amran is not of this world either. Right. And she seems to know what it is, right. at least. Mm-hmm. She's basically said it's like a dead ancient language yeah. that, you know. Um, but he also, Reese is hoping that this book will have the spell to free Amran of mm-hmm. this world, which is kind of why he didn't tell her because he didn't want to get her hopes up if it wasn't the yeah. language or whatever yeah. he was thinking. So, Which, like, once again, he's there's so much going on in that head of his yes he's connecting so many dots he Mm -hmm. has like 20 different things happening at once right i'm like how do you keep all this straight it's a great question (laughs) i have no idea my my brain is not that well organized no but but amarin is like really moved by it it says her mouth tightened yet her eyes were blazing bright thank you and then pharaoh says ten thousand years in exile alone like, oh, I know. I can't even imagine. I know. And like, in a way, she's found her family. So I wouldn't even say she was alone. But there were, there were time. there was a long time where she was. Yeah, because she was in the prison for a long time. She was time. in the prison for a long time. But it's like, now she almost has a family. So part of me is like, Erin, you can't leave. I know. This is your new family. You have to stay. Mm-hmm. So I love the end of this chapter. Farah lets down her mental shield and says to Reese, to the dreams that are answered, and he responds to the huntresses who remember to reach back for those less fortunate and water wraiths who swim very, very fast. I loved it. Mm, the little heart feels. I know. To it. That's all the feels. It's so it's so cute. It's so yes. sweet. But it's so true. It's like if Vera hadn't been this kind, generous person and helped those less fortunate, she'd be dead. She'd be dead. Mm. 
It was just sweet. Feels. Hmm. All right. Chapter 38. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. I really enjoyed this chapter. I know. I put a feel sticker. Okay. And I put, with the arrival of blood rubies and nightmares, it's Feyre's turn to help Reese. Mm. Because the roles definitely switch. They do. In this chapter. What were your thoughts? Um, So this chapter, it starts super fun and flirty, which I love. But then it takes on such a sadness at the end. And my heart just really breaks for Reese and, like, everything he sacrifices for others. Constantly. All the time. Like, I think. The way he acts, you can sometimes forget Mm -hmm. the shit he went through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is so different than Tamlin, who wore all of that on his sleeve. Same with Farah. Same with Farah. Yeah. Very true. Mm hmm. So, So Farah finds Reese Mm -hmm. accidentally on the rooftop patio of the townhouse, which I want. Uh, Obviously. (laughs) Yes. I, I read that and I was like, does. Does this house have everything? Do really? Is that necessary? Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole interaction was just really funny. She's like trying to like let him know he, she's there, and he's like, "I know you're there." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "If you want to be alone, I could go." And he jerked his chin toward the empty seat at the iron table. Not a glowing invitation, but I sat down. <laughs> and so, like you can see, he's just kind of like frustrated, drinking, right, upset. He's got stuff on his mind. Yeah. He's having a moment. Yes. Which we're all about to have moments. Mm-hmm. What did you think about uh, what he was sharing with her here? Well, so there's a box oh, on yeah. the table, mm-hmm. which, come to find out, is blood rubies. Blood rubies. From the summer court. So mm-hmm. in the summer court, when a grave insult has been committed, they send a blood ruby to the offender, an official declaration that there is a price on their head, that they are now hunted and will soon be dead. And the box arrived at the Court of Nightmares about an hour ago. So we can see why Reese is in a mood. Yes. I would be too. Because he basically talked about how he had so much hope for his relationship with the Summer Court and everything that Tarquin stood for and what he wants out of, you know, like why Reese does what he does. And it was just sad to see that he lost all of that because of, trying to do everything for the greater good kind of thing. Yeah. And I just, it makes me sad. He's definitely beating himself up personally about it too. Like he's right. talking about how he made a mistake. Like he should have like knocked those people or he shouldn't have knocked those people out. He should have erased their minds. Right. And like done that. And he mm-hmm. said, feuds like the one we just started can last centuries, millennia. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there's big impact to what happened. I know. And Farrah, I don't think she fully realizes this because she's like, well, you could return the book after. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I can't because I will let Amarin basically keep it for as long as she wants. And Farah kind of realizes, she thinks to herself, he'd pay with everything he had, any hopes for himself, for his own happiness. Mm-hmm. And, then, and that's like what made me sad. And it's so true because Reese is sacrificing everything of his like hopes and dreams for his family, for his people. What a man. I know. Um, but, again, something kind of funny with Amarin. He said, I'm debating how I'll tell Amarin. And she goes, why? And Reese says, because her answer would be to go to Adriata and wipe the city off the map. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Accurate response. Okay. Appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, part of me is like, you guys are the ones that stole things. So, uh, like. You can't be mad. <laughs> can't, yeah. I was like, this is kind of what mm-hmm. you get a little bit. But. Yeah. 
So, but Re- I mean, Reese is clearly in a bad mood, but Farrah realizes that she should not leave him to his misery. Ugh. She says, he had stayed and fought for me. Week after week, he had fought for me, even when I had no reaction, even when I had barely been able to speak or bring myself to care if I lived or died or ate or starved. I couldn't leave him to his own dark thoughts, his own guilt. His sh- He shouldered them long enough on his own. Yes. I know. I was like, good, Farah. You you should be there. Yes. You should support him. He needs yes. this. It's finally a role reversal. Somebody needs to be helping Reese. Exactly. Like, and even like her own thought, like he she's making like jokes and she's like, come on, wink at me, play with me. I know. Like she's literally doing. She's not just being there. She's doing the exact same things he would do. Right. For her. And it's the same kind of thoughts too. Yes. Because when she came back after she was totally broken, he was you know doing anything and he was like wink at me play with me tease me kind of the time he like licked the tears off his cheeks like that's how i got you to stop crying exactly anything but i did think it was funny um she goes maybe you should have slept with crusade after all so you could both be sad and lonely together again trying to get him to talk right and he goes so you're entitled to have as many bad days as you want but i can't get a few hours and it's just i don't know it's like his his attitude right now is like breaking my heart but it's also to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, hello, Farah. Look in the mirror of how you've been. Yes, for, for months. the last months. Yes, like I know it's not fun, is it? No, it's kind of silly. And and I get it because Reese has never been the one that's been mopey. Yeah, so she's never had to deal with that. But I totally understand where he's coming from. It's like, no, let me just be miserable for a few hours. You right. got months to be miserable. Let me just wallow in my misery. Yeah, but you know who doesn't. Let people wallow in their misery. Feyre. Wasps will take friends. Well, friends, yeah. AKA, what Feyre and Reese are becoming. Yes. So, but I love this next part. She starts teasing him about going shopping for lacy little things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, well, you can help me pick out what I would wear for Tarquin. Yes. So basically get, like, nullify the blood rubies. And I'm just cracking up. And she questions him and gets him to confirm that he finds her attractive. I know. He goes, am I supposed to deny that I find you attractive? Oh, I love it. (laughs) She's all about this. She is loving this. Yes. But basically, Reese kind of cuts it off real quick because Asriel comes in. Well, at first, he's almost like, I feel like he's trying to, he's calling her bluff. Yeah. Because he's like, why don't we go down to the store right now, Feyre, so you can try on those lacy little things. Yeah. So I can help you pick which one to send to Tarquin. He's like, Let's do it. Like okay, Mm -hmm. let's go. Like so, I think she she kind of did it, not fully, but enough to where okay, he's a little bit out of his head now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Um, then Azriel interrupts. Yes, sort of. So she got him out of his head and into hers. Yes, he puts like a vision in there, and I loved it so. It was so smoothly done too, where it felt like she was just thinking about it. And then it spiraled, and then she runs into a wall. Is the that stairwell landing. I I know when I saw that, I was cracking up. I was like, "That's I love Reese so much." The fact that he puts this vision in her head, and she is so distracted, thinks it's almost her own thoughts. Yes. And then runs into the landing because she's so distracted. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. But but her mission successful. Yes. I think she definitely helped make him feel better. Right. And I mean, she talks to more afterwards, and. Mm-hmm. she's like wow because most of the time he broods forever you can't get him out of it so yeah. she's like impressed yeah so i'm like good job vera it's a good job well it's almost like she took his tactics and threw it back onto him exactly you know mm-hmm. 
Um, but it just, that whole thing just like, it warmed my heart because it was the combination of Feyre, I, I know this sound, sounds weird, but I've heard that phrasing where it's like, if you want to get out of your own head, you often need to help somebody else. Like that's, yeah. that's something I've heard where it's like, if you're stuck in your head, go help somebody and then hopefully that'll like shift your mind a little bit. Yeah. So in a way, I looked at this as like Feyre helping someone and this is like furthering her getting out of her head and yeah. realizing what she's been like and mm-hmm. and like the friendship that she has there. And yeah, I think her so. place in this. So I just thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. But also I really liked the, the spiciness mm-hmm. of that scene the flirtation so, yes <laughs> thanks reese keep putting those visions in her head <laughs> please all right so she's in bed mm-hmm. and things start to get a little weird yeah she's woken up by not one of her own nightmares for once Ooh. finally um good for her i know <laughs> but the nightmare of reese and it's somebody else's pain that she feels and she feels the house shaking yeah. and like night is like coming into her room and the hallway and everything yes this again feels very kind of like horror movie-esque yeah because i'm like can you even see i don't think so i don't think so because she she stumbles into his room she basically like feels the pull of where it's coming from she finds Mm -hmm. his room she's stumbling in there and feeling around yeah um and she climbs basically on top of reese and slaps him which i was like I mean, I, I guess that's a good way. Yeah, well, to, she's calling his name, and it wasn't right. doing anything. So she's calling his name down the bond, and she's yelling it as she's slapping him. Yep. Um, and she uses her, like, night mental powers yep. um, to brush against his, similar to, like, what she did with Tarquin's, mm-hmm. to kind of, like, get him to calm down mm-hmm. um, and realize that. So, yeah, he winds up flipping her over pins her down and yeah. he like has his hand around her neck. She's like, it yes. didn't crush me, but he was holding me there. Yeah. Um, and then she's able to keep like working mentally on him and he kind of comes to and realizes mm. that he's on top of her. And... Definitely like a PTSD. Yes. Moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, mm. poor guy. I know I felt so bad. And so obviously he gets off of her. Yes. <laughs> and he's kneeling there totally naked, <laughs> which whatever. Some yeah. People sleep that way. Um, and she notices like he's got mountains tattooed on his knee that like snags her attention. Um, and she kind of asks him, you know, like what were, what were you dreaming about or what was your nightmare? And he says, there are memories from under the mountain that are best left unshared, even Mm. with you. And like, that makes me so sad for him because he's also shared really horrific things already. I know that's my thought. I'm like, you've shared so much deep, terrible stuff that you've thought of what like what happened under there that's so bad that you can't even share and like we find out she asks how often does it happen and he says as often as you so it's like again he's he's going through the same Mm -hmm. shit she is and he's just trying to keep it contained so that nobody else knows which is it's so sweet but it's so sad because you know he doesn't want anybody to worry but it's sad that nobody's there for him i know so that just yeah, it really broke my heart that he's still suffering as much as Farah is. He just doesn't let on and let anybody else help him. And that's yeah. why he's been staying in the townhouse, not the House of Wind, mm-hmm. with everybody else. Yeah. The thing that really moved me was, um, so she kind of helps him calm down. And she's, well, first she says, when you want to talk, let me know. I won't tell the others, which is like. That's sweet. So sweet that he has someone. I mean, I think his family would be there for him. Like, yeah. These people would, but. 
it's nice that Pharaoh's also filling that role now. Right. But she says, I pushed up onto my knees and kissed his cheek, his skin warm and soft beneath my mouth. It was over before it started, but but how many nights had I wanted someone to do the same for me? Mm. And I was just like, fucking Tamlin. <laughs> like the worst the worst like pretending he was asleep like that whole thing bothered me from the start yeah. and it's like she needed that comfort and this was an opportunity for her to give someone what she had needed all along yeah it, i don't know it's just it's heartwarming it was sweet i think it was in a way healing for her a little bit yeah i don't know but well yeah it says at the end she <laughs> says um so she sees him like laying there and there's like a painting that flashed into her mind yeah and she said, flashed and stayed there, glimmering before it faded. But it remained, shining faintly in that hole inside my chest. The hole that was slowly starting to heal over. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's sad, but... Um, this is progress for Farah. It's healing for her, too. Mm-hmm. I think, like, we've talked about, like, if her, if her and Tamlin had just talked about things more. Yeah. Like, they could have healed together. For sure. And it just didn't work. No. So... Mm-hmm. Anything else for 38? No. All right, 39. 39. This one's neutral for me. I said, Feyre passes time in the night court as they finally receive an answer from the human queens and ready to meet them. Yep. What were your first thoughts? So I like learning a little bit about Amran in this chapter. Yeah. Um, and then just also recent Feyre continuing to open up to each other, which I'm obviously a fan of. Obviously. So. <laughs> You can't tell. I know. We like it. Mm-hmm. So we kind of start out where, obviously, there's notes, because I think these notes are so stinking cute. They're so cute. I, I feel very elementary school, but I still think it's adorable. I'm, absolutely. I love it. Check yes or no. Let's I, go. I know. <laughs> and so Farah asks Reese about the tattoos on his knees, mm-hmm. um, and he says that basically they mean that he will bow before no one and nothing but his crown. I was like, I love this so much. He is the best. I know. Because it's like, and, and that is exactly who he's been. Yeah. Like, he he is not, like, he is, a, he is proud, but he is not a proud man in the sense of, like, he will not humble and do whatever he needs to to protect his people, which is what his crown is all about to he him. He literally was a whore for 50 years. Exactly. To protect his people. Like, because it's like, I think. The first time you read that, you're like, oh, so, like, he won't bow for anything. And it's like, no, like, he will do anything to help his people. I know. Anything. It's so self-sacrificing. I know. Which is, like, good and bad, but, like, because boundaries, but. I know. (laughs) I love it. Um, But then she's spending time with Amran, and it just, something that struck me, because I mentioned this the last, I think the last chapter, maybe the one before that. Of just Amran being part of this family. Yeah. You see that, like, Cassian, like, is sending Farrah to check up on Amran. Right. And I was... And Amran, like, smiles. You know I she know. likes it. I'm like, that's so cute. It just... It wasn't an interaction that I had, like, initially pictured. No, not at I all. But I was like, oh, I know. He's checking on her. hmm And her favorite food slash drink is yes. lamb. FYI, in case you wanted to yeah. know. All right. Cool, cool. Um, but Feyre notices she's using the blood ruby as a paperweight. <laughs> I love it. I love Amryn. She's so much attitude. She's so much. Um, and come to find out that Varian has sent Amryn one of the Summer Court treasures to soften the blow of the blood ruby. <laughs> he sent her one of those, th- that beautiful necklace that when we were in the tr- like treasure troves, 
hair is like it would take such a strong female to wear that he sent her that necklace yeah oh my gosh and she says the prick can't decide if he hates or wants me (laughs) Farrah goes why can't it be both and then Amron's like indeed and I'm like I love it (laughs) she's so funny I and I'm like oh my gosh how did Varian because he was I remember him and Crusada their jaws dropped when Farrah came out wearing that one necklace yeah and so he just takes it upon himself to send another necklace after a blood ruby, which is supposedly a death threat. Yep. Like, He's like, hey, you did something bad, but like, also, I like you. Yep. No <laughs> big deal. Here you go. I just thought it was laugh. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so Favor's kind of like passing the time doing a few different things. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, training with Cassian in the mornings. She's training with Reese in the evenings. Yep. Lots of like training <laughs> yeah which is good she needs it yeah um and more passing notes and reese asks her about like her painting habits or whatnot mm-hmm. um and she kind of talks about how she doesn't know if she can paint anymore um and then he's talking about becoming a high lord yeah. if that was something like he always wanted so just more little chit chat i know it reminds me of like the early stages of dating a person yeah where, where you're like everything about them is so fascinating you're like mm-hmm. why do you do this why do you care about that right why? just trying to learn everything you yes, can yes mm-hmm. it gives me those vibes i also it always surprises me too with how open they are on these notes because when i think of having conversations like this i think yeah. of actually having a conversation yeah like that's something i'd want to talk about in person but he's just mm-hmm. like oh let me just write it on a note i'm like yeah oh, all right that's cool <laughs> yeah i mean part of me like i think you're right like talking about them in person is really important I don't know why I I've experienced this too. Sometimes when I'm like feel like it's things that I feel very deeply, it's yeah. easier for me to write about it. It is sometimes because you don't want to get emotional when you're talking. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to just express it. And sometimes it's written. like looking at a person mm-hmm. makes it hard to talk about it. Yeah, I could see that. That's true. So like I just I remember my days of like passing notes and things yeah. like that, and I felt like I would say things on there that I would have a really hard time saying. Yeah, that makes sense in real life. I can see that. So there's, it's almost like it's this little, like, safe space they've created yeah. in a way. Like, apart from reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved, um, again, when she's he's talking about High Lord, how she couldn't help but comparing to Tamlin. Yep. She said, Tamlin hadn't wanted to be High Lord. He resented being High Lord. And maybe, maybe that was part of why the court had become what it was. But Resand, with a vision... With the will and desire and passion to do it, he'd built something. Mm-hmm. And it just feels really epic. Yeah. You know? And he did. I mean, look at Polaris. Look at look at the night court compared to yep. the spring court. So. But and then they finally. They've heard back, back from the queens. Finally. It's it been is forever. Time. Yep. And they're basically, they're coming tomorrow. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So they go to the you know the mortal realm. They show up exactly when they're told to because they're not supposed to be there a minute early, a minute late, exactly yeah. at eleven because the queens can winnow. Yeah. What? What? How do mortals winnow? That's the question. It's a great question. So my that, brain's like, is it special queen power? Is it? I know. Like, I was like, are they actually fairies pretending to be mortals? Like, ooh. what? What's happening? But that's where we leave it. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. I know. That was exciting. Yes. <laughs> I feel like if this was an episode on the upcoming TV show, we would be sitting back like, oh, like at the end of this, like, yes. wow, 
I feel like they should follow our episode breakdown. Honestly, I did a really episodes. good job breaking these down. Yeah, for TV episodes. I I'll submit think. this to SJM <laughs> and be like, this is how I think you should break this down, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so next week we're going to do chapters 40 through 42. Okay. So they're longer chapters. Yes. So less. Um, and I do have a title for that one, and it is The Court of Nightmares. Mm. We're going on an adventure. Oh, yeah. It's here's the thing i'm not gonna spoil anything no but i i recall some things that happen in those chapters oh i recall oh i recall <laughs> it's gonna be a good episode oh yes good read as well yeah a very good read mm-hmm. um so anywho that's all we got um oh don't forget to submit questions for us yep via instagram or the link in our show notes yes whether you want to do like words like you want you want to pass us a note mm-hmm. the way Feyre and Reese do or do you want to talk to us via voice message either or happy to hear from y'all and other than that I think we'll talk to y'all next week yeah all right bye-bye bye thank you so much for listening to a court of fairies and fangirls a Sarah J Mass fan podcast please rate review and subscribe and let us know what you think you can find us on Instagram at, at Furies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.